And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. And folks, I am having a wonderful time in Colorado. You may notice, some of you may notice that my voice is not quite normal uh, because I spoke at the Truth and Liberty Conference, spoke twice there back to back. And of course, everything else I pretty much do involves using my voice. But uh, this is the most important thing I do in the course of the week in using my voice. And I am glad to be here with you. And I'll tell you, I, had, I have had a wonderful time. Uh, I'm going to get to 911 in a second. But let me just tell you, folks, this Truth and Liberty Conference, which is, the, I think this is the second, might be the third year in a row that I've done it, but at least the second this to me was a, it, it was, it was major. And I, and I'm not talking about politically or it, well, financially, I'm talking about spiritually. I mean, we had at this conference, uh, Jason Yates of My Faith Votes. You all know who, what My Faith Votes is. I mean, they've been on the battlefield for a long time. Richard Harris, who uh, is heads up Truth and Liberty uh, in behalf of Andrew. We had David Barton, of course. Uh, I often call him America's historian. William Federer, I, I call him just, a, he's an international, American and international historian. I mean, between the two of those guys, you've got several sets of encyclopedias on American history and world history. Mario Murillo was there, tremendous evangelist. Janet Porter, the one who pioneered the, um, the uh, heartbeat bill. That, that, that help move along this notion that once the baby has a detectable heartbeat, you can no longer argue that it's not life. You can no longer argue, say it's not a person. Uh, and she was responsible for moving that heartbeat bill uh, in, in, in um, Arkansas. In fact, uh, that's the other thing. Jason Rapert, the uh, state senator from Arkansas and the head of the National Association of Christian Lawmakers was there. Um, Rob McCoy was there, one of those pastors from California who stood up against Gavin Newsom and, and refused to close his church. And, and the church just burst at the seams with people wanting to come and, and, and be there and be in live worship service. Uh, he, he fought the, 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 the bad law and, and he won. Praise God for him. Oh, and then Lance Wallnow. I mean, uh, a tremendous prophetic voice in our country. He was there and he spoke. Eric Metaxas spoke. So folks, uh, what can I say? And, I, and I don't, I'm not trying to be cute about this. And then little old me, I, happened, I was able to be there with these, with these guys. Uh, not, not to mention, of course, Andrew Womack himself, just a, a, a giant in the faith, somebody who is really making a difference and somebody who I, I really ad, ad respect because... Andrew Womack has a, a very, very large ministry. He's one of the largest ministries in the country, and yet he is absolutely, unapologetically committed to the truth of God's word wherever it takes. So he's not going to shy away from speaking about homosexuality or transgenderism or life, as many people with large ministries will do. They will try to avoid those issues. They will try to skirt them, try not to say anything about them. 
Andrew Womack is going to come right at it. And, uh, and I, I am just, I am grateful to God that we have him in this country. And I think it's going to make a difference. I mean, in Colorado, for example, um, he's continuing to span Karis College. And if you don't know anything about it, just go to Andrew Womack Ministries' website and learn more about it. But he was conti he's continuing to expand that building dormitories on the campus now uh, for students who are coming. Uh, and they're coming by the thousands. And um, the city of Woodlawn didn't want to give him nonprofit status. Well, it is a ministry. It's a gospel ministry. But they didn't want to give it to him. And they just said, well, you, you just compromise with us and pay us so much money. Basically, what they were really doing was trying to extort the man, trying to extort the ministry. And he refused. He just stood up and said, no, I'm not doing it. And I think it's a violation of the Constitution. It's a violation of the laws of the land. I'm not doing it. They finally had to back off. So he's that kind of person. You know, I think, well, you know, let's compromise. We'll work with them. We'll do something. He said, no, because that sets a precedent then for every other ministry that they tried to extort. So... Folks, I was in, as they say, some tall cotton this weekend. So I'm grateful to God. You can find out more about that by going to um, Truth and Liberty um, website, the Truth and Liberty website. And uh, you can get, by the way, you can get, oh, wow, you can get all of those messages, by the way. And I'll tell you what, every one of them was powerful. Uh, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. I've, I've been having a wonderful time. We are in high altitude here in Colorado, uh, my wife and I, because we are also celebrating our anniversary uh, in an undisclosed location, and, uh, but, but having a wonderful time. Uh, so let me, let me just come to then uh, the, this, this very important commemoration. And I talked about this in my message uh, on September uh, the, the 11th, of uh, 2001, our country was viciously attacked by a bunch of wild, crazy, demon-possessed Islamic terrorists. Uh, 3,000 Americans lost their lives, um, and more than that when all is said and done as a result of the, the exposure to all kinds of toxic materials and and um, and then, the, of course, the war on terror that's taken the lives of countless numbers of our military people. So we, we suffered a loss of life that numbers in the thousands, not to mention uh, the destruction of property and the, and the necessity of rebuilding, uh, not only rebuilding the, the, what was torn down, the buildings that were severely damaged, uh, and because there were some buildings that had to be rebuilt that were not torn down, but they were so severely damaged that they simply could not be, they could not continue to stand. And they had to redo those buildings. I mean, it, it costs us untold billions of dollars, not to mention it changed the nature of our, of our air travel. All of us now experience what 911 gave us, which is going through security at the airport and often uh, being, uh, uh, having gone through it, folks, often feeling like you're being assaulted uh, to have your body searched and have people laying hands on you and going through all of that. This is what these vicious Islamic terrorists have done to our country. And I look forward to the day when we absolutely unequivocally defeat them and shut them down 
There'll never be a time when there won't be crazy people trying to do terroristic things. But I'm looking forward to the day when there's no longer a threat of Islamic terror in the world. I don't know what that would take. It would take a move of God, undoubtedly. But these people are evil and they need to be destroyed. No question about it. And so I honor also all of those people. I tell you, every time I think about 911, you know, I don't really focus so much on the terrorists, although I know they're there and I know that they must be, they must be dealt with and they must be dealt with severely and harshly. But I focus on all the Americans who sacrificed that day and in the days following, uh, all those people who suffered that day and in the days following, uh, the, the folks on United Flight 93 who brought that plane down rather than allow it to attack our capital, the police and the firefighters who ran toward danger when others were running away. It's, it is a story of American heroism and sacrifice and courage and determination. And it's part of what makes our history great. Uh, and folks, I will never, ever relent that this is the greatest nation in the history of mankind. Back in a minute. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. You know, as college students arrive on campus, they confront the sticker shock of college tuition. Although lots of comments have been made about President Biden's plan for student loan debt forgiveness, the real problem has been the rising cost of college tuition. Now, notice two things that are not said by the administration and by those who support student loan forgiveness. No one is saying that the decision won't cost taxpayers very much. The University of Pennsylvania Wharton School concluded that the student loan bailout will cost between $600 billion and more than $1 trillion. Also, no one is saying that this policy will bring down the cost of higher education. Star Parker, in her commentary, argues that government is not the solution to rising college costs, but the reason for way out of line tuition costs. Let's start with some of the facts. From January 2000 to June 2020, the cost of college tuition and fees increased by 178%. The overall rate of price increases during that same period was 74%. In other words, college costs rose at more than twice the rate of inflation during that same period. When the government provides student loans to college students and then forgives those same loans, there is little incentive for colleges and universities to tighten their belts and look for ways to cut costs. Senator Ben Sass previously served as the president of Midland University and understands the economics of higher education. He argues in a recent article that we shouldn't be wiping the slate clean on student debt. Instead, Washington should take a hard look at reforming a broken system. Star Parker is correct. Government isn't the solution to higher college costs, but instead government is the reason. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Critical Race Theory, go to viewpoints.info CRT. For American Family Radio, this is Gateways to Better Education. I'm Eric Buehler. It's Constitution Week, and a lot of people mistakenly think the phrase separation of church and state is in the Constitution. It's common for educators and school officials to claim that because of the so-called separation of church and state, they must stop students from sharing their faith in class or must remove any mention of Jesus at Christmas. How should you respond? 
Well, first, agree that no one wants a Church of America, but then ask what should happen when a church is on fire. Should it have its own fire trucks because government-funded firefighters can't provide aid to a church? And religion is in our curriculum. Should we censor it out? And religion is reflected in our community. Should we censor teaching students about the culture of their own communities? You can help those around you have a better understanding of religious freedom in your schools. For help, visit gogateways.org. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Now, as you all know, we are celebrating American History Month this month here on this program. Uh, Stand is doing that. I would encourage all of you to to do that. You just heard our our spot about the Constitution. Constitution Day is coming up on September the 17th. And so we we should celebrate our history. The 1619 Project, Critical Race Theory, and a bunch of other lying propaganda and propagandists are doing everything they can to debunk our history and to convince us that America is not worthy of being celebrated. I beg to differ. I think the facts and the truth beg to differ. America is worth celebrating. Our history is worth celebrating. And here again, that's not a declaration of perfection, but it is a declaration of courage and sacrifice and and decency and honor and integrity and righteousness uh, and, and the unleashing of the American spirit and independence and creativity to do things that the world could, couldn't even begin to imagine. This, this is the place that has blessed the world more than any other. I've said that the United States of America is the greatest force for good that's ever existed with one exception, Christianity. Christianity. And I would, of course, when I say Christianity, I'm including Judaism in that because, of course, Christianity grew out of Judaism. God used the Jewish people to bring forth the Messiah and to bring forth the revelation of God's word. So, barring those things, it doesn't get better than America. So, I would encourage you, talk to your children about it. I'm going to share... I'm trying to get a reading uh, out with you uh, on Samuel Adams, who I've been focusing a lot on here lately, because I really believe in, symbolically, Samuel Adams is kind of the spiritual father of our country, because Samuel Adams was a very devout Christian who really believed that God was calling us to independence before most of our founding fathers could really see that, when they thought that, well, we can work something out with Great Britain, and we can have a level of independence and still be subjects of the British crown. And Samuel Adams just saw that not, that's not going to work. That's not God's plan. That's not what he has in mind for us. Uh, so I'm going to come back to that. Um, before I do, I want to talk a little bit about 911 from a different perspective. We have been hearing some of these Democrat politicians with, with the un mitigated gall, the chutzpah, to actually say that if you support Make America Great Again, if you voted for Donald Trump, and here again, the the America First agenda is not Donald Trump's agenda, it's the agenda of all patriotic Americans. It's the agenda of all of us, us who love this country, 
and understand that we can't be a blessing to the world if we don't first take care of ourselves. We can't help others if we don't first help ourselves. Charity begins at home and then spreads abroad. Remember that old saying? Don't hear that much anymore. But these people are actually associating us, and I say us because I'm a part of that group. I'm a part of that make America great, America first. And I don't, here again, I, th I think this is an agenda that transcends Donald Trump. They think we're, we're all somehow just devotees of Donald Trump, that we are in the Donald Trump cult. They simply don't understand America and they don't understand us. They don't understand that our values didn't begin and end and they don't end with Donald Trump. We, we held the values that we hold before Donald Trump ever appeared on the scene, before Rush Limbaugh appeared on the scene, before an E.W. Jackson appeared on the scene. These are the values that we hold dear, and they simply don't get that. But it, it's worse, because now they're actually trying to say that we are the equivalent of Osama bin Laden and those who followed him. Now, folks... Because Osama bin Laden attacked this country and killed thousands of Americans, and I don't care whether they were liberal or conservative or black or white or brown or whatever their complexion might have been, I don't care whether they were homosexual or heterosexual, I don't care about any of that. He came here, he attacked our fellow Americans, and we killed him. And killing him was the right thing to do. To associate me and you and Donald Trump with that evil monster just goes to show how deeply deceived and delusional these people are. Osama bin Laden operated out of a hatred for our country. You and I are operating out of a love for our country. They say we're a threat to democracy. No, we're not a threat to democracy because our country is not a democracy. Our, our country is a constitutional republic. Do you remember what Hillary Clinton did after she lost the election? Remember what she started talking about? We needed to do away with the Electoral College. Well, those of us who love this country and understand its founding and understand why our founding fathers wisely created the Electoral College, we don't want to do away with the Electoral College because we understand the Electoral College preserves something that is very, very important, and that is state sovereignty. That's part of our founding. But see, that's, we're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. We are designed to operate by democratic means. In other words, we vote, but it doesn't take just a majority plus one to do everything. There are things that we want to be stable enough, to be solid enough, that it takes far more to change those things. And we would essentially say, you can't change our freedom of speech. You can't change our freedom of religion. You can't do that because the Constitution secures those rights that are given to us by God. See, what they mean by democracy is, no, we can vote those rights away. 
because you know you E.W. Jackson, you you uh, you don't believe that homosexuality is good and right and appropriate. You don't believe in transgenderism, and you believe that there's only only two genders. You are a bigot and a hater, and you should not have freedom of speech. So, so who are the people against liberty? See, they talk about our democracy. They don't talk about freedom. They don't talk about liberty. Because that's not what they want. They want the tyrannical power to be able to control you and me. I don't want the power to control them. I would like to persuade them that they're on the wrong path. I do want to defeat them at the ballot box. I do want to defeat them in the marketplace of ideas, but I'm not interested in killing them. I'm not interested in controlling them. I'm interested in helping to awaken them. But when they associate us with Osama bin Laden, what are they saying? The first time I heard this association made with Donald Trump, my thought was, that is such a dangerous and despicable thing to do because we killed Osama bin Laden and we celebrated his death. We were glad that he was dead. That's a rare situation, but I think it was appropriate. Well, what are they saying? That somebody ought to kill former President Trump? Because when you associate him with a mass murderer who our brave Navy SEALs hunted down and killed, And when you say that we are the equivalent of Islamic terrorists, what are you saying about us? And what are your plans for us? What do you want done to us and with us? You know, these people better get a grip. They really had better get a grip. When I criticize them as being a danger to our country, I, I think I'm on great factual grounds because they made clear they don't respect the Constitution. They don't respect the rule of law. Look at what they're doing at the border right now. Look at what they're doing with criminals right now. Um, what is it? Illinois just passed a no bail law reform so that even if you're accused of or you're arrested and charged with second degree murder, you are automatically released on personal recognizance. And this is, of course, to bring equity. Remember I told you that word equity? That is, that is, that is a, the, the way they use that word is Marxist through and through. What they really mean is, we think too many black folks have been locked up or too many minority people have been locked up and we're simply not going to lock them up anymore. We're gonna let them go. We're gonna let them back on the streets. And you've got thousands of people dead as a result of these policies, and they still, they're, they're, they still pursue them. It's lawlessness. That poses an existential threat to the average law-abiding citizen. Of course it does. And I hate that policy. I hate that approach. And I disagree vehemently with the people who are espousing it. And I think they pose a real threat. But that's notice. That's all fact-based. Do you notice when they call us names when they say we're a danger to democracy, they never have any facts to back it up. They never say, and here's why. Here's what they stand for. You know what they're really thinking about more than anything else I'm convinced is abortion. I think what they're really thinking about is the fact that 
We believe that the life, my wife and I were just looking at our granddaughter's sonogram pictures and, and, and noticing the outline of her face and, and what she looks like now that she's six months old. She was a human being then, she's a human being now. And that doesn't make us extremists. That makes us decent, compassionate, caring people who want life for these unborn babies and not death. Back in a minute. It's my turn. Here is your host for My Turn, Don Wildman. A lady by the name of Ethelwyn Weatherall sat down one day and wrote a little poem. It expresses a beautiful thought that we need. Here's what she wrote. My orders are to fight. Then if I bleed or fail, or strongly win, what matters it? God only doth prevail. The servant craveth naught except to serve with might. I was not told to win or lose. My orders are to fight. It's good to remember that today in the world in which we live. It seems the measure of a person today is not that he fight for what is right, but that he succeed. Success. That's what we all want, and many are willing to pay dearly for. Success. That's what makes a person success. That's what rules the world. Funny how we can take things and twist them to suit us in our conceptions, isn't it? The coach who is the greatest coach today is the one who wins the most games, not the one who teaches sportsmanship and clean play and love of the game. The doctor who is a success today is the one who drives the biggest car and lives in the largest mansion. The businessman who is a success today is the one who can have the biggest store or make the most money off of a product. The politician who is a success today is the one who can get elected the most times to a higher office. Even the preacher of today is not a success unless he serves the largest church. One man who is counted a failure by the standards of the world once said that the way to success was to serve. The greatest among you shall be the one who serves the most, he said. And we've taken this and made it imply that we had to win. Win, win at all costs, win. You are a failure if you do not win. I think we need to go back and get a few things in proper perspective about the faith of the Nazarene. He never once told us that we could expect success as the world measures success. He didn't even hint at it. If anything, we can expect the world to laugh at us and call us crazy and old-fashioned and prudish and stupid and about anything else they can think to call us. But we think we have to win. And this has brought about a damaging attitude of compromise. We can't rid the world of addictive drugs or stop some people from using them. So we make it attractive. We can't rid the world of lust, so let's dress it up and put it in an expensive magazine and put it on the stands for all to buy. We can't keep men from using the name of God in vain, so let's use it in the movies and on the air and in all of our speech. Compromising is one of the deadliest sins of our day. 
A man by the name of Abraham Lincoln once said it in these words, I'm not bound to win, but I am bound to be true. I'm not bound to succeed, but I am bound to live up to what light I have. I must stand with anybody that stands right, stand with him while he is right, and part with him when he goes wrong. Is it any wonder we say that he was a great man? This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. So while we, Christian conservatives, conservatives in general, are being accused of being terrorists, the equivalent of those who attacked our beloved country on 911. This administration is allowing Afghans to come in and even their own inspector general in the Department of Homeland Security is saying, these people are being brought in without vetting. We've already discovered some who are indeed terrorists. One has been deported, another is under deportation proceedings. And we know that there are many others who we have allowed into the country who were even on the terrorist watch list. And we are being told by some of these so-called political leaders that the greatest threat to our country today is not terror, not Islamic terror, it's you and me. And you just, I am flabbergasted of evil and demagoguery that, that is in that. The number is 888-589-8840. I want to start taking your calls, 888-589-8840. And as the calls come in, I want to share with you what Samuel Adams, I said, this is Celebrate American History Month. Here's what Samuel Adams said when, when we were facing a very dark hour during the Revolutionary War and people were discouraged and, you know, there were many periods like that. And here is what Samuel Adams said. Let us awaken then and evince a different spirit, a spirit that shall inspire the people with confidence in themselves and in us, a spirit that will encourage them to persevere in this glorious struggle until their rights and liberty shall be established on a rock. We have proclaimed to the world our determination to die free men rather than live slaves. We have appealed to heaven for the justice of our cause and in heaven we have placed our trust. Numerous have been the manifestations of God's providence in sustaining us. In the gloomy period of adversity, we have had our cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. We have been reduced to distress, and the arm of omnipotence has raised us up. Let us still rely in humble confidence on him who is mighty to save. Good tidings will soon arrive. We shall never be abandoned by heaven while we act worthy of its aid and protection. Wow. Can you see why I say in some ways Samuel Adams is the spiritual father of our country? I mean, that's powerful. Those are the words that went out. You know, in fact, um, one of our speakers at the conference talked about the, um, 
the Committee on Correspondence that started uniting the, the colonies around opposition to Great Britain's encroachment on their freedom. Well, Samuel Adams was the one who came up with the idea of these uh, committees of correspondence, and, he, and it was from Boston that the first committee of correspondence began to circulate throughout the rest of the colonies what was going on in Boston so that they would understand the threat that they were facing in a tyrannical king and in an out-of-control English parliament. So uh, powerful, powerful stuff, folks. We have plenty to celebrate in our history, and we're not letting a bunch of pinhead Marxists take away our pride and our affection and our gratitude for our country. The number is 888-589-8840. Let's take some of your calls. There are other issues we can discuss. Feel free to bring them up. Let's go to Chris in Mississippi. Chris, welcome. Hey, thank you, uh, Bishop Jackson. I love your show, man. Appreciate you taking my call. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So my thoughts is is that when Trump got in office, the conservative movement in the Republican Party really got a lot of traction, and the moderates just kind of had to go along. Uh, but as we've seen in the past, moderates aren't that big. Moderate Republicans aren't that big on conservatives. I think this push by Joe Biden uh, to demonize the MAGA Republicans is just to split the party in hopes that, you know, we won't have a chance of winning any future elections. I think it's just about causing division in the Republican Party. That's that's kind of my thoughts. But uh, I'll hang up well, and see what you got to say, brother. Thank you, Chris. Uh, look, I don't have any doubt that you are right. Uh, I, divide and conquer is the devil's strategy. Uh, I, I hope, and, and, you know, I see indications of, of how the moderate Republicans get together and start pushing policies that most of us do not agree with. But I hope that how history is moving. I really believe that history is moving in our direction. And I hope they understand that any compromise with these folks who are trying to destroy our Judeo-Christian values, trying to undermine our Constitution, uh, is, is really going to lead to, to their own dis political destruction, uh, as well as to the destruction of the country if they're allowed to have their way. I hope they awaken to that. Uh, but you're right. I have no doubt that that's part of what they want to do. Divide us. Thanks for the call, Chris. Let's go to Mike in Pennsylvania. Mike, welcome. Thank you for having me on, sir. It's my pleasure, I Mike. Had a, uh, I had a quote that I wanted to share, and I wish I remembered who it was by. You might recognize it some, but uh, the quote basically says that in a country where they will imprison just men. The only place for a just man is in prison. And I could see that in our country wow. today. That kind of goes along with civil disobedience, that as long as we hold to what's right, where we are is where God wants us. Amen. Well, I, I don't know who said that, but I, I believe me, it, it's, it's absolutely true. I, I would rather, folks, and thank you for the call, Mike. Really appreciate that. I would rather be in prison for being faithful to God than be free having been disloyal to him. I, I just, that's, that's where I come down. Now, you know, that's, that kind of stuff is easier to, is easy to say. But, you know, I've often prayed, Lord, in the crucible, <clears throat> If it, if it means my life, if it means my freedom to do what I know you want me to do, give me the courage to stand. 
I mean, folks, I've actually thought about that stuff and say, because, but I know it's easy to say when, you know, you're living comfortably, but when you face the crucible, what happens? And, and may we, if we ever have to face that crucible, may we be able to stand for the Lord and, uh, and, and not fold for the devil. Let's go to Jim in Texas. Jim, welcome. Uh, good morning, Bishop, and a big old Texas howdy to you, brother. Uh, howdy back at awesome you. Awesome job. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome job spreading the word and uh, and blessing God. Uh, you truly receive God's blessing by blessing Him. Amen. Uh, what What I would like to speak about is this uh, cashless bail you was just talking about, and and the Democrat Party wanting to turn all criminals out on the streets and not and not make them face the consequences that is basically what they're telling them is uh the message of satan god's message is thou shalt not kill thou shalt not lie uh treat others as you would be treated the devil's message is if if it feels good do it don't matter who it hurts or how it affects anyone uh and that's basically what the democrats politicians are telling these criminals and and uh the like but mm-hmm. no bail you just go out and do it it don't matter who you kill don't matter what you steal we're not going to prosecute you just go do it if it feels good do it there will be no consequences that is the opposite message of what god tells us folks uh this much in office right this bunch right in office is truly, truly a godless bunch. They proved that to us at all three of their DNC conventions when they said the Pledge of the Allegiance. And when it come to one nation under God, they took out under God all three times uh, with hey. this abortion issue. Uh, yeah. God's greatest blessing. Thank you for the call, Jim. We've we, we got to get to a break, but look... You are right. The real, the real division in the country is not racial. It's not even Democrat versus Republican, frankly. It really is the godless versus the godly. I mean, that really is what this boils down to. It may play out in different ways, but that's really what's at the root of it. Back in a moment. Forget about Facebook. The last 10 days we've been banned twice. And is unbanning a word? They put us under the ban. Christians and conservatives don't need your YouTube. Banned one day. Banned again. AFR programs are now live streaming on the AFA streaming app. Now you can get shows like today's issues straight from the source. Put it back on the next. Just say unbanned. Unbanned. Just search AFA streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. So they asked me to enter my email address, and the next thing I know, I start getting emails from companies I never even knew existed. What's up with that? Here at the American Family Association, you have our word that we won't give away, sell, or lease your email address to any other organization or company. We're thankful when you take the time to subscribe to AFA Action Alerts, One Million Moms, Engage Magazine, or any of our other online newsletters. 
We are not allowed to have a U-Haul that comes to heaven with us. Anna Marie Travers has an AFA Foundation charitable gift annuity. The Lord has given us uh, things that we can uh, acquire, but you know, everything will stay here. And I'm so thankful for, for the American Family uh, Annuity Fund where we can give some to something that we so highly value. Through the AFA Foundation, a charitable gift annuity provides a monthly income as well as a legacy of support for the American Family Association. I cannot uh, recommend a, a better person than uh, they have at AFA to help you with getting your annuity fund. It was so easy. Call the AFA Foundation today to find out how you can set up a charitable gift annuity. Just call 800-326-4543 extension 345. Saying no is okay, and here's what I like to say. The, the Bible talks about serving the Lord with gladness. And when I get to the point where my serving Him has caused me to say yes so much that I am not glad about it anymore. Deborah Pagay on Focus on the Family Minute explaining why we shouldn't overload our already busy schedules. I'm mad about it. So I don't want to serve God to madness. I want to serve God as long as I'm, I can be glad about it because it's in alignment with His will. I have the peace about it. I'm not fearing your rejection, your alienation, and therefore I don't, I don't want... Most people think if they say no to the pastor, they're saying no to God. Yeah. When I had a pastor say, listen, I just keep pounding it on until they say uncle, <laughs> until they say that's enough. I, I, and most people won't say that. Some people would just quit church. I've talked to people who have left the church because they worked them too much. I never got a chance to come into the service. I was busy with the children's church. Well, you could have just said this is as much as I can handle. More from Deborah at FamilyMinute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. I mean, this whole thing of the Afghan refugees, and I think all of us would say, those people who helped us, we want to help them. And I, I don't have a problem with that at all. But 76, 77,000, uh, where we're not vetting them properly, proper IDs, they don't have proper credentials, we don't have proper evidence that they actually helped us. And we know we're bringing in people who are on the terror watch list. And guess what? You've got Republicans who are basically working on trying to fund bringing more in. Why don't we get our act together on what the criteria are for allowing these people in in the same way we should do with, uh, with those seeking asylum, and then enforce that. And in the meantime, why don't we enforce the law as it presently exists instead of, here again, he, he, you and I are accused of being dangerous. What is our mantra? Obey the law, follow the law. If I break the law because I believe the law is unjust, I also know that I'm gonna suffer the consequences of that until that law is corrected. But what these people are telling us is the law doesn't matter. We can do whatever we want to do because we know we're right. So it, 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 is, a, it is such a destructive message. And without the, the intervention of God, how do you come back from having sown a sense of lawlessness into people for a generation, which is exactly what they're trying to do? That's why we need an awakening. We really do need an awakening. You know, George Whitfield. Uh, preached an awakening that helped unite the colonies and prepare us for our independence. Uh, 
uh, Charles Finney preached an awakening that I really believe prepared us to unite after the horrors of a civil war. Uh, and I really believe we need another awakening to bring us back to those values that are going to unite us as a nation as opposed to these very foreign values, these, these alien values. And I don't mean that in terms of from another country. I mean from another spirit that the left is trying to bring to this country and force on everybody and punish you if you don't adhere. 888-589-8840 is the number. That's 888-589-8840. Let's come back to your calls. Let's go to Tammy in Texas. Tammy, welcome. Hey. How hey. are you doing today? Blessed, Tammy. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Uh, I just want to give you a little short testimony. I was a drug addict, an alcoholic, and I lived a gay life. In 2009, I got saved, and God changed my whole life. My problem is that these churches now, they're accepting the gay people, and they're having drag shows, and they think it's okay. Ain't they leading these people astray? Yeah, Tammy, thank you so much for the call, and Tammy, thank you for the testimony. God bless you, Tammy. Uh, You know, folks... This is what God can do for us. And this is what God can do for a whole nation, I believe. That God, you know, the Bible, there's a scripture that says, can a nation be born in a day? And I really believe you can ask the question, can a nation be born again in a day? Can, can, can a nation have a change of heart? And I, I believe, yes, by the power of God, it can happen, just like it happens for an individual. And that's what we need, Tammy. So your whole attitude has been transformed by the power of God. And we need the attitudes of people transformed in this nation by the power of God. Thank you for the call, Tammy. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's go to Frank, also in Texas. Frank, welcome. How you doing? How you doing, Bishop? I'm blessed, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine. I listen to your show faithfully. And I thank, I thank God for, for the network because... We only get the truth from y'all, which y'all, which y'all relate to us. Nobody else has the, uh, I guess, the guts to really just speak the truth and stand on the truth. So I'm grateful for your for listening to your radio station Thank every you. day and all that y'all do. I also want to say that just, I just want you to imagine this. Imagine waking up one morning and you go outside and you drive to your neighborhood and every stop sign that you knew was to be there was gone. And then you drive out on the highways, and every traffic light that was once there was gone. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what had happened if all these stop lights, speed signs, stop signs, yield signs were all removed while we were sleeping? It would be impossible for us to drive without being in chaos, conflict, confusion, accidents. It would be impossible. That's what they are doing. They have strategized a way to catch us sleeping and tear down all the moral signs, all the moral compasses, all the principles and standards that we once lived by. They have formed a way, a strategy to tear those things down, and that will lead to nothing but conflict, corruption, and confusion. 
And that's all uh-huh. they're doing. Nothing they're doing is by mistake or by being ill-informed or by accident. They are doing these things intentionally to set, Frank, the, set the nation up. They're doing it intentionally. Yes, sir. Man, thank you so much. Right, that is a powerful, powerful metaphor for exactly what is going on. Thank you for the call, Frank. I'm going to use that because I think I think Frank is absolutely right. That would lead to chaos. And, 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 and I'll add this to it. Suppose you drove up to one of those intersections and said, well, wait a minute, wh- where's the traffic light that used to be here? And somebody said to you, oh, well, you know what? We're going to punish you because you know you haven't gotten with the modern program. We don't need that red light there anymore. We don't need that traffic light there anymore. Why are you such an extremist that you think you need somebody to help uh, set some standards and set some rules of the road? What's wrong with you? You're, you're an extremist. You're, you're dangerous. That's, I mean, <laughs> Frank nailed it. That's exactly what they're doing. Because frankly, the devil, let's face it, He is the God of chaos because he wants death and destruction. He wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's exactly the the trying to lead the whole country down. Wow. I won't forget that one, Frank. I don't think anybody else will either. Thank you so much for the call. Okay, boy, we're getting a lot of Texas in. Um, Raquel in Texas. Raquel, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I basically had a comment. I'm kind of confused to how we have a 6-1 committee for the Americas against the Americans, but still after 21 years, we still don't have like a 9-11 committee and nothing's being done. And these people are still sitting in Guantanamo Bay or in some of them have actually been released. So that's my comment, how we have a 6-1, but not yeah. a 911. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call, Raquel. Of course, you mean a 1-6 committee, uh, January 6th, because that suits their agenda. Folks, you probably know this, but some of you may be hearing this for the first time. Did you know that the, the, the law firm that, uh, that Eric Holder came out of when he was appointed attorney general, that their highest and most important investment in pro bono work, pro bono work is work where you don't get paid for it, at least you don't get paid for it by the clients, was getting terrorists released from Guantanamo Bay. On their own dime, they flew back and forth to Guantanamo Bay and fought to make sure that terrorists got released. And by the way, released into our country. That's why I never had any use for Eric Holder when, when, when he was held in contempt of Congress. I told people, well, I've, held, I've been holding, holding him in contempt for a long time, long before Congress finally realized he should be held in contempt. But yeah, that's... That's what they were doing. And so they, they have no regard, it seems, for the American people because they think they have a transcendent morality that is higher than the Bible and higher than truth as we understand it and higher than uh, any kind of traditional morality. And the rest of us are just, you know, we're just Neanderthals and rubes and deplorables because we don't get this higher level, this postmodern morality that they operate by that is getting a lot of people killed. 888-589-8840 is the number. Thank you for the call, Raquel. Let's go to Judith in Virginia. Judith, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Bishop Jackson. I just want to thank you for what, the blessing that you were 
I came from my church to hear you speak at Rehoboth Baptist Church in King William County several weeks ago, and it was just such a blessing. I actually sat behind you and your wife, and it was just incredible two nights. I'm just so thankful I had the opportunity to be there and that I knew about it, and I brought it back to my church, and we're hoping to have you. Well, Judith, that is very kind of you to say. I really enjoyed being there, enjoyed being with the pastor and the congregation. Uh, so when your church is ready, you let me know. We'll try to make it happen. Thank you so much. Amen. Oh, God Amen. bless you, and thank you for all that you're doing for this 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 universe, really. Thank <laughs> you're you. You're such a thank blessing, you, and, and I, I just am so grateful for how you bring the biblical into the political Amen. that we so desperately thank need. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Judith. I've got to try to get one more call in here before we go. Let's go to Herschel in Kentucky. Herschel, welcome. Yes, sir. Glad to be on your channel there, sir. Uh, I just uh, called in just to uh, uh, add to the fact that that guy that just called in talking about the stoplights and, mm -hmm. and the red lights and the caution lights, well, he was dead on. There was no no wavering in his uh, reply there about what's going on in this nation. And he had the guts to say the real thing, that this is not accidental it's not because you're stupid it's it's a, it's a on purpose thing you hear very very few people even on all the net news networks uh saying that this is, is uh intentional they they, they want they want to beat around the bush and saying he's dumb he's uh, biden's dumb and this and that but if they're all doing it he might be dumb uh i can't see that but he's yeah, all well. doing it just uh Thank you, Herschel. I, I got to go, Herschel. Thank you for the call. If he's crazy, he's crazy like a fox. Uh, look, the end game, folks, is the fundamental transformation of this country. And that's just the pathway to get there. Uh, so they don't have care anything about the institutions that uphold America. That's going to do it for today. Coming to you from Colorado. I'll be back again tomorrow, same time. Thank you all for your prayers and support. And remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.